This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Picture the future. What do you see? Maybe it's a fantastical world full of flying cars buzzing above your head. A world where public transportation is no longer a headache and you can get anywhere at virtually the speed of light. It's a future where you no longer have to go to a doctor because there's a tiny microchip in your brain that tracks your every health concern. Elevation and heart rate detected. Would you like a pill? And that chip allows you to play video games too, merely with your thoughts. Well, for many of us, the concept of this distant future feels like something out of a science fiction novel or The Jetsons. Which, a very side note, but George Jetson from The Jetsons was apparently born this year according to the timeline of the cartoon. I just thought you'd like that little tidbit of information. point is, it's really cool to imagine all this super high-tech futuristic stuff in this world we could live in, but it seems unlikely to come to fruition. But Elon Musk claims he can make all of our fantastical future dreams come true by himself. Uh, I mean, I hope we are out there on Mars, beyond Mars, the moons of Jupiter. Elon's picture-perfect ideas of futuristic projects and inventions all seem a little off the wall crazy. In the 1960s, we were racing to reach the moon, relying on scientists at NASA to get us there. But now Elon promises he can bring us all to Mars. The future isn't just here on earth, according to him, it's interplanetary. Why focus on spending his billions of dollars to make life on earth better when he could just spend it on a Mars colony? It's something we can do in our lifetimes, he says, you could go. Earth-Mars synchronization happens roughly every two years. So every two years, there's a, an opportunity to, to fly to Mars. Uh, so then in 2024, uh, we want to try to fly four ships, uh, two of which would be crewed and two of which, two, two cargo and, and two, two crewed. But kind of, uh, no, you probably couldn't. I hate to break it to you because of course, he doesn't mention the logistics, like how people will get food, water, you know, things we need to survive. And he leaves out the pesky little detail that only the rich of the rich would actually be able to go, considering he estimates the cost to be about a hundred billion to $10 trillion to build it. So for Andrew Tate logic, that's about 10,000 Bugattis for each individual or about $10 billion per person. Now, Elon says that he can do it, will do it, and will accomplish his lofty goal of putting a meaningful amount of people on Mars within the next 20 to 30 years. But this is Elon Musk, and his promises never seem to go the way he plans. Oh, and if he accomplishes this goal, a bunch of people would likely die too. While a space colony does sound cool as all hell, having life become easier on Earth would kind of be a little bit cooler. And as it turns out, he actually promised to help with that too, kind of. We can all likely agree that a car-driven society is not working the way we wanted it to. The pollution, the traffic, the lack of public space all amounted to one big headache. But if you attempt to use a public transit system, that presents its own type of problem too. 
To Elon, cars are stifling out potential, which whatever that means, and public transit is a pain in the ass, as he says. But don't worry, he claims to have a solution, the Hyperloop. A fantastical high-speed train system proposed in 2012 would whisk people from Los Angeles to San Francisco through a giant vacuum tube. It sounds like a dream, but this is Elon Musk, so you've got to take everything with a grain of salt. Now, since proposing his magical transit system, it is yet to appear in reality. Nobody is being swept away by lightning speed tubes, but what has happened is the stall of the California high-speed rail, which may have actually been the entire plan. Might, can't confirm or deny it yet. But it certainly seems that way as he currently has no plan or intentions of pursuing the project besides a giant tunnel under Las Vegas for Teslas to drive in. If California builds a comfortable, quick, organized public transportation system, then the reliance on cars will plummet. And what does Elon Musk sell? Well, cars. So while the Hyperloop might seem like a drastically, horribly thought out plan, it's really a brilliant idea to prevent competition from entering into his transportation market. And that kind of seems to be a thing that Elon does. He distracts from the bad by proposing the best, but in the background, there's a lot more going on that he doesn't really want us to see. Elon is more than your typical, not at all self-made billionaire. And seriously, please stop calling him self-made, he is not. The man was born into his family's wealthy business during South Africa's apartheid and has relied on that money since the beginning. He has spent his career surrounded by controversy, lies, and scandal. It's hard to keep up with all of the promises he has let fall by the wayside and all the times he has used his money to benefit one person and one person only, himself. So what has the richest man in the world been up to? Well, let's find out. Not a happy he's, saying he's fighting for free speech. He's the world's wealthiest man. We have a Business Insider report. The ongoing Twitter saga with Elon Musk. The unhappy marriage might look like it's headed for court, but rumors of a possible deal. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition, lift off. Stock fell sharply. One day earlier, his brother sold shares worth $108 million. Hello everyone, and welcome to The Corporate Casket. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're gonna be talking about the richest man on the planet, Elon Musk, and of course, all his companies. Whether you're taking off on one of his rocket ships or driving in one of his Teslas, which keep catching on fire for some insane reason, you know who's pulling the strings behind the scenes. I also just love how casual I said that, yeah, if you're just in one of his rocket ships, like as if, I mean, I know I'm never gonna be inside one of those rocket ships, but like, I don't know if anyone listening has ever been in his rocket ships, like, let me know, that'd be cool. I'd like to know what goes on inside for sure. But what you may not know is how the people building those vehicles are being treated. As it turns out, Tesla and by extension, Elon Musk seem to have a long-standing problem with racial discrimination in their factories. Owen Diaz had worked at Tesla's electric car plant in Fremont, California for 11 months before he finally had to call it quits. His time at the massive company's factory had been one full of constant discrimination. Sometimes he saw swastikas in the bathrooms. Other times people would try to get his attention by calling him boy or the N-word. One day after a long shift, he looked over and saw a piece of cardboard and there was a drawing on it. It was a person with an oversized mouth, big eyes and a bone stuck with a patch of hair. Under it, boo was written. This was the same type of drawing we have seen for decades. The racist caricatures of black people used to humiliate and make fun of them while perpetuating horrific stereotypes. And there it was in plain view at a Tesla factory. After seeing this, Diaz complained to his manager, but nothing was done. So he sued 
And after a four year long ordeal, he won his case. In 2021, a jury in San Francisco said the company owed him $137 million for ignoring his consistent complaints of racial harassment. Oh, and for also fostering an environment that made it possible in the first place, you know, allowing this to flourish. But his victory was short-lived when a year later, a judge drastically cut down his reward to $15 million, which he quickly turned down. Why? Well, because he and his lawyers said that it would not deter future misconduct by Tesla. And evidently they were right. This problem was bigger than just him. It was systematic. Diaz was not alone in his experiences. DeWitt Lambert, who had moved from Mobile, Alabama to Fremont, California to work at the giant company, faced many of the same things as Diaz. During his time there, he was taunted with gang signs by his coworkers and called the N-word repeatedly. He sent a dozen text messages over to human resources explaining what was happening, including a cell phone video that showed one of his coworkers saying he was going to cut him up so everyone could have a piece of him. Finally, he consulted with a lawyer and Tesla jumped at the chance to settle. According to them, Elon Musk himself reviewed the case and agreed that change was needed. But did anything change? No. Lambert denied the settlement, but eventually lost his discrimination lawsuit because, and I wish I was kidding, the judge decided that since he had used the N-word with his friends before who were also black, he shouldn't be at all bothered that people at work said it to him. And this is one of the literal worst reasonings I've ever heard. While his case was back in 2019, the awareness of what seems to be happening over in the Fremont Tesla location has been catapulted into the public light recently. And yeah, it's as bad as it seems. In a lawsuit filed by 15 black Tesla employees this year, they detail the horrific treatment they suffered during their time at Elon Musk's multi-billion dollar company. Supervisors have been accused of calling an employee a zebra after telling them that they weren't like most black people and didn't act ghetto. Some literally compared the factory to a plantation when discussing the culture within. At times, Tesla allegedly left up graffiti showing swastikas, KKK, and the N-word on the bathroom walls, or even the workstations. Apparently, this culture has become so terrible that the Department of Fair Employment and Housing in California filed their own lawsuit against the company, stating that it was a racially segregated environment where black workers are subjected to racial slurs and discriminated against. Oh, and they're being investigated by the US Equal Employment Opportunity Commission too, because not only were black workers subjected to racial harassment and discrimination from their coworkers, but they were facing atrocious mistreatment from the company itself. One employee, Dwayne Jones, was allegedly told by a manufacturing official after noticing that black people were never up for promotions that people like him didn't get promoted or put up for leadership positions. Others accused the company of firing them after their return from a paid vacation one where none of their white coworkers were also gone facing the same action. Through all of this, all of the evidence and all of the stories that have come out, Elon Musk and Tesla have remained headstrong in insisting that this was all just a lie. They have a diversity, equity, and inclusion team after all. There's no way there could be a staunchly racist environment present in their factories but the evidence is pretty damning. And it certainly doesn't help that Elon has become a key figure in what I am deeming the immorality Olympics, joining Joe Francis, Stephen Marsan, and Keith Rainier. As if the constant stream of accusations that his company is apparently one of the most racist working environments I've ever heard of in my life, like seriously, read through the New York Times link in source five, it's inexplicably awful. But Elon himself has also been in the news for an array of atrocious behavior, including, but not limited to, sexual misconduct. Wealthiest man. We have a business insider report 
that claims that his SpaceX paid one of its flight, SpaceX flight attendants a quarter million dollars for her silence about a sexual misconduct incident, alleging that Musk groped and exposed himself to the flight attendant six years ago. In May of this year, Elon Musk had just announced his plan to acquire Twitter. And don't worry, we will get into that too. But while Elon was basking in his self-proclaimed free speech awesomeness, Business Insider released a groundbreaking story that had the world buzzing. A woman who currently remains unnamed joined Musk's SpaceX company as a contracted flight attendant, specifically working for the corporate jet in 2016. Soon, she was encouraged by the company to take classes and become licensed as a masseuse purely so that she could give the founder massages. Off the bat, this seems just a hair weird. She had signed up as a flight attendant, not a massage therapist, but hey, maybe that's just part of the first class experience that the richest man in the world expects. When I get on the flight, I just pray to God there's not a screaming baby, but I guess when you're that rich, you get massages. As long as it was just normal, legal, recommended type of massages, it would be all fine. But evidently, that's not what it was. Allegedly, when the flight attendant walked into Elon Musk's room for a full body massage, she found him laying on the table completely naked with just a sheet covering his lower half. Soon, as she began the massage, he exposed himself to her before beginning to touch her and apparently offered to buy her a horse if she would do more. According to a friend, the flight attendant did love horses and she rode them often, but she would never do what Elon was requesting, so she refused. And also just what a lame bribe. Like you own planes, cars, houses, have buttloads of money, but a horse? All right. This is when things get even worse. Suddenly, she wasn't getting as many offers to come work for the company. Her perception of Elon was changed forever and she was crippled with anxiety. Everything had changed. After a year of facing cut hours, she decided to hire an employment lawyer to send a formal complaint to the company. That November, she, Elon Musk, and the company reached a $250,000 settlement in exchange for her discretion and promise not to sue. So just like that, Elon Musk has joined the inexplicably long list of men who have taken advantage of their female employees and turned around to pay for their silence. But there's one thing that Elon didn't think about. Women talk, especially about their settlement when it was just a lousy 250 fucking thousand dollars. And that's how this story actually came out. A friend of the flight attendant decided to give every detail and every email to Business Insider so the world could truly know who he was. But Elon being Elon denied everything. He responded to the story by saying, "'If I were inclined to engage in sexual harassment, this is unlikely to be the first time in my entire 30-year career when it comes to light.'" And perhaps this is the first of a long line, perhaps this really is the only one time, and perhaps this is an outright lie. But then again, we have seen famous and wealthy people maintain secrets through their highly publicized careers many times before. I mean, look at R. Kelly. He was around for decades, making all the music, winning all the awards, and being a fucking monster behind the scenes. Just because it's the first time it's come out in a story doesn't mean it's the first or even the only time it has happened. I mean, Elon is the richest man on earth, so it wouldn't be too difficult to believe that this had happened before and ended the same way, by paying people to remain quiet. I am by no means saying that this is true. I'm just saying that it is possible. And who are we kidding? In my opinion, it's probably true. And people are just quiet because they've probably been paid into silence. But again, we may not ever know. Ironically, this whole story came out after Elon had taken to Twitter, claiming that stuff was going to come out about him out of seemingly nowhere. In two separate tweets, he wrote, political attacks on me will escalate dramatically in coming months. A few hours later, he followed up by tweeting, In the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly the kindness party. 
but they have become the party of division and hate. So I can no longer support them and will vote Republican. Now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. Now you might be thinking, wow, Elon Musk is a psychic too? How could he know that something unflattering about him was about to be plastered all over the internet? Well, maybe because Insider had actually reached out to him the morning before he wrote those tweets. So he knew it was coming. I find it easier to believe that he got the email asking for comment, went, oh shit, and started a Twitter rampage designed specifically to take advantage of the current political atmosphere of misinformation just to save his own ass. But you know, that makes more sense in my mind, but truthfully, what do I know? I'm just the friendly neighborhood pyramid. I might as well know nothing, right? Still, he went on to celebrate his victory of being spot on with his predictions and called the story a politically motivated hit piece. And that has me all types of confused because you're not in politics, my man. Now, a random slew of super embarrassing and hypocritical stories that came out about Madison Cawthorn after he insinuated Republicans had been inviting him to orgies might have actually been politically motivated hit pieces which that was hilarious to watch unfold, by the way. But a politically motivated hit piece aimed towards someone who isn't even in politics, I find that one a bit harder to believe. Sure, you could argue that he was attacked because of his pull in politics, but I think you might be overstating that pull. Until this year, he had literally never been publicly political to the point he is now. That shit just kind of came out of nowhere and got even worse after the story came out. Again, I feel like he just fell back on politics to try and excuse his bad behavior to find someone else to blame. But as usual, there's more, because as it turns out, Elon has been living quite a dramatic life on the Twitter sphere beyond trying to cover up sexual harassment with bullshit political affiliations. And buying Twitter wasn't even the first time the platform has gotten him in trouble. Lying on Twitter was. Elon may be rich enough to help end world hunger, seriously. Elon claimed he would help contribute to the end of world hunger if there was just a plan. So David Beasley from the WFP literally broke it down for him, explaining how Elon using just 2% or $6 billion of his wealth could help 115 million people in 43 countries. But did he do it? No. So he's rich enough to help end world hunger, but doesn't, or maybe buy a country if he felt like it, but he can't avoid getting into predicaments with the United States government, particularly the SEC. The Securities and Exchange Commission has begun investigating whether Tesla CEO Elon Musk and his brother broke insider trading rules. The Wall Street Journal and others report that it involves a November tweet. In in 2018, Elon Musk was on one of his infamous Twitter rants when he decided to announce that he was considering taking one of his companies, Tesla, private for $420 a share. According to him, the funding was all there, ready to go, and he was just waiting on the shareholders to vote. Small problem. All of this was actually a lie. He had never discussed the deal with his shareholders, never decided on this price. And according to the SEC, his tweet lacked an adequate basis in fact. Fun fact, did you know you apparently can't say random shit about your company or your business dealings on social media that aren't actually true? It turns out that's kind of illegal, but it also seems to be one of Elon's favorite pastimes. But the random slew of incorrect information on his Twitter ended up landing him in the bad graces of the SEC which filed a complaint against the billionaire when Tesla's stock jumped in reaction to what he said. Eventually, he and his company decided to settle with the SEC for $40 million and put in place additional controls and procedures to oversee Musk's communications. And that didn't seem to do too much if we're being honest. Musk was also required to step down as chairman and find an independent chairman to take his place, but only for three years. So guess what? He's back, baby. 
So how did he react to all of the new requirements or to the settlement that barely put a dent in his wallet? Well, he decided to march himself onto 60 Minutes and tell the interviewer, I want to be clear, I do not respect the SEC. I do not respect them. He clarified that the only reason he was planning on abiding by the settlement was that he respected the justice system, but not the SEC. And to be honest, I can kind of understand why. I mean, a $40 million fine, seriously? That's like asking him to spend a dollar. He makes more than that in a day. About 610 million more to be exact. It's literally less than 0.02% of his wealth. Like that's not gonna deter him from doing anything. But stick with me here on this. The SEC was created way back in 1929 in response to the crash of the stock market as a way to protect investors. Back then, they weren't facing the kinds of adversaries they are now, you know, like the ones that could literally buy countries if they felt like it. But now they don't have the resources they need to go after these giant companies that break the law or the people that own them. For example, according to NPR, Elon Musk's net worth is a hundred times more than all of the SEC's yearly budget. So honestly, how are they actually supposed to go after someone that has 100 times more money than they have available? Not to mention not having the authority to also pursue criminal charges. Now we've seen it time and time again. A company or a CEO breaks the rules, screws over not only investors, but just the everyday normal folks and gets hit with a fine that barely scratches their daily earnings. But that doesn't stop them from trying. And while Elon continues to file appeal after appeal to attempt to avoid paying the settlement, he might have his hands a little too busy at the moment, trying to get out of his promise to buy the very platform he broke the rules on. That's right, we're finally going to talk about the Twitter purchase that never happened, or might happen. Who knows at this point, really? Civilizational risk uh, is decreased if Twitter, the, the more we can increase the trust of Twitter as a public platform, And so I I do think this will be somewhat painful and I'm not sure that I will actually be able to to acquire it. Um, And I should also say the the entire- The Elon Musk Twitter situation has become one so convoluted, so full of twists and turns and so outrageous that it's been almost impossible to keep up with. It all began back in April of this year. It's no secret that Twitter has been one of his favorite platforms, especially apparently for him to make inconceivable promises and spread downright lies about his company. Over the last 13 years, he has tweeted an astonishing 19,000 times. So when he suddenly disclosed his 9% stake in Twitter in April, it wasn't the most shocking thing in the world, at least not to the public. But as for some of the shareholders, they were less than thrilled. Shortly after he made the announcement, shareholders quickly got together to sue the billionaire for once again, breaking federal trade laws. According to the SEC, investors are required to inform them within 10 days if they buy over 5% stake in a company. But Elon being Elon decided to ignore that rule and announce it on Twitter before telling them. According to a number of legal and securities experts, this little delay in his announcement may have allowed him to buy more stock from Twitter at a lesser price than he would have if, you know, he followed the law. Allegedly, this little slip in mentioning what he was up to could have helped him net $156 million. But this was just the beginning of his Twitter debacle. Soon, he and Twitter would announce the news that shocked the world. Elon Musk had agreed to buy Twitter for $44 billion. And in case you're wondering, the UN World Food Program said it would take about $40 billion every year to end world hunger. But why do that when you could just buy Twitter? Clearly his priorities are in order. Like I said, Elon looks out for Elon and that's about it. And I do have this faint buzzing in the back of my head that someone is going to be down in the YouTube comment section saying, but, but, but it's Elon money, he do what he want. 
And I guess you're technically correct on that. However, I think about it from my own personal perspective. If I was put in a position where I was literally the richest person in the world, I would know that all eyes are on me. And I would also know the perception around really, really rich people. So while I could absolutely look out for myself and spend money how I see fit, there's no way I could spend that amount of money in my entire lifetime. It's, I don't think it's actually possible to be honest. So to be able to still do what you want, be on your fancy yachts, have your massages on a plane, buy and run multiple companies, and then also still be able to donate to charity, donate to different organizations that are making a difference in the world, I would think that's just a net positive. So why he doesn't do it is also really interesting. But anyway, Twitter and Elon excitedly announced their deal and he went to announce some changes he would potentially make to Twitter and you know, things got dicey. Of course, it all started with free speech, our favorite phrase of the year. Why remove comments that are offensive if it's legal? That's what Elon thought. And the direction he was planning to take Twitter was more along those lines. Then there was the dreaded edit button, the release of the algorithms and the war on the bots. To be fair, I wouldn't be opposed to the last one. Of course, the big question came of whether or not Musk would allow people who had been permanently banned to make a return like Donald Trump but Musk wasn't particularly open about whether or not this would be his plan until he suddenly announced that he would reverse the ban saying, I do think it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think it was a mistake. I would reverse the perma ban. Banning Trump from Twitter didn't end Trump's voice. It will amplify it among the right. And this is why it's morally wrong and flat out stupid. I feel like it's relatively dumb to call a company you're trying to buy flat out stupid, but again, hey, what do I know? Now, while the major billionaire mogul seemed overjoyed at his new plan to take over the world of Twitter, everything else seemed to be in haywire. The co-founder announced he would not return if slash when Elon took over. Then there was just a small hiccup. Elon announced he would be putting the deal on hold while they look into all the fake accounts, but claimed that he was still committed. That is for another half a month because shortly after he backed out. So Twitter sued him again. Part of the complaint against him read, In April, 2022, Elon Musk entered into a binding merger agreement with Twitter, promising to use his best efforts to get the deal done. Now, less than three months later, Musk refuses to honor his obligations to Twitter and its stockholders because the deal he signed no longer serves his personal interests. And I'm gonna be honest, that sure sounds like him deciding to not do something anymore because it just doesn't serve his own interests. That's pretty on brand. But Musk had a different side of the story. According to him, or at least to his lawyers that sent his letter, Twitter had allegedly withheld data from him regarding the bots and spam accounts on their platform. And that's why he backed out. At first, everyone thought Elon was just crazy. Maybe it was just one big PR stunt. That's certainly what it seemed like anyway. But then some news came out that seemed to turn everything on its head. A whistleblower from Twitter suddenly appeared throwing Elon a lifeline. The former head of security, Peter Mudge Zatko, came out as a whistleblower against the company, stating that Twitter had terribly misled the public about its security and had mishandled more than 50% of its users' emails and phone numbers. Beyond that, he confirmed that maybe in this one case, Elon might've been telling the truth. Zatko claimed that the company lied to Elon Musk about the bots on Twitter and complained they had no handle on the bot problem on their own platform, which they swore they did. Given this is the whole reason Elon claims to have backed out of the deal, this is some pretty damning evidence. But Twitter disagreed and claimed that Zatko had created a false narrative about Twitter and our privacy and data security practices that is riddled with inconsistencies and inaccuracies and lack of important context. 
However, they went and agreed to a $7 million settlement with Zatko and got him signed into an NDA. So it all just seems a bit fishy. Either way, this has added a whole new level to the Twitter versus Elon debate. And a judge has determined that he can include the whistleblower revelations into his case. Although that's not the only thing that has been brought up. The case has also revealed that he had told his banker from Morgan Stanley to slow the deal down less than two weeks after the public announcement. And why would he ask that? Well, because this was about the same time that Russia invaded Ukraine and Musk said, and I quote, it wouldn't make sense to buy Twitter if we're heading into World War III. So was it the bots or was it poor timing? Obviously this is an ongoing situation, so we will have to wait to find out. And already it's been one hell of a ride. With Elon Musk, it's hard to decipher what's true or fiction, what's actually happening against his fantasies. Of course, if Twitter does turn out to be in the wrong here, we'll be sure to cover it because holy shit, this is a lot. But for now, all we're left with is questions. Is this another case of him overpromising, or is there really something going on? We can't be sure for right now. But one thing we can be certain of is that Elon Musk will likely keep himself in the news for a long time to come. After all, no press is bad press, and he just seems to love the spotlight. But with all of that being said, that is where we're ending today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you learned something new here today. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing so that you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes. If you wanna connect with me outside of these episodes, feel free to go into the description box, click the link tree link, and go ahead and look at all of that because it's a neatly organized list of all of my social media and all the projects that I'm involved in. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. I do hope you enjoyed it or learned something new here today and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.